0: I wanted to work on the news. I wanted to work on Today Show, Good Morning America. I was rejected for four years, back to back to back to back to back. And now I guest star on the Today Show. That's amazing. You know, it just, it works out.
1: This is Boss Ladies. Well, I have my drink, so thank you. This is the first, I think, boss ladies episode that I will be drinking during, and I love it. It should be the new thing. So cheers!
0: Mm-hmm. Cheers! It's like happy hour after work. We're having I know. A virtual. I love
1: it. Maybe I'll specifically like release this one at like 5 p.m. instead of my normal 12 a.m. So it's like happy hour time. Yes. So to start, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how you created Dining with Skylar? Oh my gosh,
0: Olivia, this is the longest story of all time. (laughs) Well, give me Um, a time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try and make it really concise, but I always had a passion for food and cooking and playing in the kitchen. And I didn't really realize it's something that I could turn into a career until college. Better yet, a career that I really wanted to do. I also knew I really wanted to entertain, I thought I wanted to be in broadcast journalism. Um, And I ended up at NYU where I learned I could actually make both things intersect. So through my studies and internships, I interned all over the place. I actually worked many corporate jobs at CBS, Entertainment Tonight, New York One, Hearst Magazines. And I realized everything I didn't want to do. And I um, started blogging on the side in 2012 about all my favorite restaurants in New York City. And it built itself from there, it just kept growing. And this was all through Instagram and WordPress and Facebook at the time. And it's evolved since there are so many tangents I can go on on like how the journey has taken me in so many directions, but (laughs) in a nutshell, that's kind of it. And then in 2019, I realized that I would, I wanted to offer more creativity and value to the people in my audience and I wanted to cook. I just, that's where my heart was. And I changed my brand from reviewing restaurants to developing recipes for home cooks that are restaurant
1: inspired. So yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> Very cool. Wait, I want you to take a step back and, and talk a little bit more about like the process of reviewing restaurants before we go into what it's been like, you know, becoming a chef. Um, because I'm curious, like, I think a lot of people would love to hear, you know, what is that process like? Are restaurants reaching out to you as you start to grow this following and, you know, have a voice in the industry? And like, what's that process sort of like? The process of doing a dining blog
0: or Instagram was, it was crazy because I started it in 2012 before influencer culture. Mm -hmm. And that time it was traditional PR. So I'd rarely be invited to a PR event, but I would. And like, I remember Luna Bar sent me one thing (laughs) randomly, (laughs) but I would like take little opportunities and honestly just pay out of pocket for all of the meals that I was Mm -hmm enjoying. And this was during college. So I saved all my money to fund this blog. Then 2015 rolls up. I had already graduated early and saved money to do it full time. And the industry changed it Mm -hmm. restaurant reviewing wasn't profitable and it still is not I know my friends who do that full-time don't make money from restaurants really but I got invited to so many events free meals left and right and it was a very very hectic exciting life especially in my early 20s to enjoy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was it sort of a slow growth as you got a following, or was it like all of a sudden one day you woke up and you were like, oh my God? <laughs> Nothing happens overnight. And
0: I know everyone says any overnight sensation worked for 20 years to get there. And that's definitely the truth. Uh it took me five no four. No, (laughs) three, (laughs) three years to hit, uh, I think 40,000 followers. That was by the time I graduated and it took a lot of work and it's still a slow build for me. It's, I'm not one of those people that just gets followers out of nowhere. I think it's people who are really invested. So it's very slow for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, I mean, you know, I think you've called this out in some of your posts before, but like Instagram is constantly changing the game for you, especially. So that's must be very tricky to navigate as well.
0: Instagram's definitely affecting a lot of small businesses and influencers. And sometimes it can be discouraging as someone in my shoes with a niche that isn't really considered Gen Z, which is now what everyone's catering to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely, sometimes it's discouraging with all the algorithm changes, but when you're making a living off of social media, you just kind of have to evolve with it. And I'm trying my best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about that evolution and how you sort of went from, you know, like you said, into like reviewing restaurants and sort of going to these PR events to saying, Hey, I'm interested in actually cooking.
0: Oh, Oh my gosh. So this was such a process. I actually calculated this out way before 2019 when I made the switch in i would say 2015 i was like my name at that time was nyc dining on instagram that's what i started in 2012 I realized in 2015, I need to switch it to Dining with Skylar because eventually I'm going to have to pivot to cooking because I know that's what I'm going to want to do. I don't want to be in New York forever. So two years later, I finally, (laughs) yeah, two whole years I had been kind of incorporating my personality over those two years, like my face, more than just dishes Mm -hmm. and videos of myself. And I changed my name to Dining with Skylar. So that was 2017. And then I made the pivot to incorporating more recipes into my content throughout that time till 2020, actually. And then the pandemic hit and it kind of forced me to take that leap that I had been waiting to take. And I kind of looked at it as a silver lining, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let the universe push me into that uncomfortable place and went to cooking full time. What are we going to do? We had nowhere to go. So yeah. it was a wild time, I guess. The whole evolution kind of speaks towards my interest in food. I don't think you have to be black and white in anything you do. Mm -hmm. Like, I love eating at restaurants. I love cooking. It doesn't mean I have to be an expert at one or the other, even though I do consider myself more of a cook now. But,
1: yeah. I sort of remember – you know, as someone who's followed you for a while cuz for context, I actually have known Skylar for a very long time at this point. She was yeah. an all-star squash player um in you the squash were too. community. <laughs> Thank you. But in the squash community and you know, I remember when you you started, I think they were like for the Super Bowl, you made the the bites or the balls? Yes. That that was so fun to watch. You would just like throw everything together. And I was like, oh my God, that looks phenomenal. She's crazy. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like that was like the first moment I at least remember as a follower of like you were making that transition like you speak to where all of a sudden it wasn't just, you know, eating out somewhere. It was like, hey, look at these recipes that I'm coming up with and creating. And here's me and my personality, like you said. So that was a very fun moment to sort of see that transition.
0: (laughs) I'm honored you remember that Super Bowl Ballsy Bites <laughs> episode. I, that was a very fun and difficult show to film myself. Um, also circling back to squash, Olivia, something so many, I never talk about this in any interviews, but squash really shaped my culinary tastes because as you know, yeah, we got to travel a lot yeah. for tournaments and at all these tournaments, I would start collecting candy you know I'm supposed to be an athlete and I'm like I've got like candy in my bag my racket bag everywhere and I started this candy collection and my favorite part about those tournaments was like going out to dinner and getting candy that's why I didn't play in college Olivia (laughs)
1: that's so funny That's awesome. Yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. But yeah, we do, you know, through squash. I don't know if any junior squash players are listening, but you get to travel um, a ton. So that's that's so funny.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) I want to, you know, go into this idea a bit more about your your chef skills and sort of how you've really taught yourself to be a chef. You know, what has it been like breaking into that space?
0: it's been really difficult to break into the cooking space as someone who's not classically trained as someone who's only worked in restaurants in a very unconventional way Uh, the culinary world in my opinion and this is an opinion a lot of it's based on tradition you go to culinary Mm -hmm. school you learn french traditional techniques the roles in restaurants are very traditional and those are seen as like building credibility for me, I kind of went in totally backwards. Like I I went in blindfolded backwards and like, I just, I don't know where I was like, Hey, and it's, I get a lot of uh, backlash. First of all, I don't call myself a chef because I don't work at a restaurant and it does upset a lot of people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I call myself a home cook. And, but I've noticed people who took the traditional route are kind of unhappy with a lot of us who come in this backwards blindfolded unconventional way
1: how do you know that like how does that manifest
0: well you know it's not everybody it's not everybody there's a lot of supportive people out there and like people who just start creating content and try to keep up with this new online cooking space but I, I have had some chefs reach out to me on Instagram or DM me saying you're a bored housewife. You don't know what you're doing. Like you make yourself look like a fool. Like you, you clearly don't know how to cook. And it, and they're incredible, like restaurant employed mm-hmm. chefs, uh, executive chefs, just line cooks, whoever. But they, because I don't have that training, I get a lot of feedback in the DM. Not on TikTok mm-hmm. as much, more yeah. on
1: Instagram. How do they even know that, though, unless they're taking the time to research you, in which case they're clearly enjoying your content? (laughs) I know,
0: right? It's interesting. I think if it's easy to judge a book by its cover. I I make it very well known on my profile. I'm self-taught just so people Mm -hmm. aren't like this idiot's out here, like pretending to be five star Michelin chef. Uh, (laughs) And I I think with a quick Google, it just shows up. Yeah, I also don't take myself seriously. And I feel like they just, <laughs> they know They're like she's not right.
1: <laughs> no, but like, that's what makes it so much more relatable and, and fun to follow along, you know, is like you, someone like me follows you and I'm like, Oh, I can cook too. This is great. You know, which I think is part of your mission is like teaching people how to cook these amazing recipes. So Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thanks for <laughs> noticing my mission. It it's amazing because like I said before, it's a slow build, but it's so rewarding to me as someone who grew up in a house where no one cooked at all. Mm-hmm. Nobody cooked. And being scared of the kitchen to just have a few people make my recipes or like what you just said, it, it makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I would love to hear some recommendations you have for anyone interested in breaking in a new space that maybe doesn't have. The academic background they need or the number of years of experience? Like, how should they try and break into these new spaces without being afraid of, like, oh, well, I don't have that culinary, you know, traditional experience?
0: Are we talking culinary or are we talking general? Anybody? Some Let's start
1: with culinary. So it's specific to you. And then I am curious more general, like for anyone, you know, facing the same type of challenge.
0: Absolutely. For culinary, I would recommend, and I actually have a little story where I was about to like sell my soul. Not actually, I don't think it's selling my soul. I was about to invest in myself and go to culinary school and kind of forget what I was about. I was having a crisis because all these networks were coming to me and they were like, you need more credibility. You need to be more serious. We need more Iron Chef from you. And I enrolled in culinary school, the pandemic hit and I couldn't go and I really began to embrace this self-taught side of myself. And I, during this time, I learned everything <laughs> that I needed to become confident. So mm-hmm. I needed to tell that story as number one, you really do not have to be trained for this to work out. Yeah, And if it, you can't afford it, that's fine. You, there are so many resources online. And number two, like things always do work out. For me, I thought that was the end of the world. I thought I need this degree to show my skills. And that's absolutely not the case. I think everyone who goes to culinary school is extremely talented, but you don't have to be certified or have a degree mm-hmm. to be talented. Um, so I sorry, I had to tell that story because I, I love hearing stories where the universe intervenes. And it's like, yeah. no, my child, you need to go another way. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> um, so my tips would be, Oh man, use the internet. We live in a world where any information is online. If you can either get a book or read online different techniques or just read recipes and cookbooks, just do it. Do it in your spare time. When I was teaching myself how to cook, I read cookbooks before bed. I read recipes before bed. I Taught myself how to bake by reading a textbook from the Culinary Institute of America. There are resources out there and you do not even have to spend money on the books. You can Google, you can watch YouTube, you can find it right here. And second is very simple. Just eat everything, taste (laughs) everything. Seriously, like when I went to restaurants and every time I go to a restaurant, S- to this day, I am so inspired when I come home, recognize mm-hmm. flavors, textures, and then go home and try and recreate it. Just play, just play, listen to your senses. Yeah. That's it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's it. That's really it. And if you want to yeah. be in video, I would start film, just film yourself and teach yourself how to edit there. Mm-hmm. Are, you can find that out online as well. Mm-hmm. And start putting your videos out there. They don't have to be perfect. You're going to mess up. Just do it instead of plotting how to do it.
1: I love that. And I think that speaks sort of to the broader space as well, right? Is like, do your homework, do your research and, and, you know, find ways to make up with what, you know, make up that space that others may have filled with some sort of academic type of, um, credential.
0: Absolutely. And I always, when I'm hiring people, I always look to see not where they went to school, even mm-hmm. though that's obviously great, but I look to see if they were self taught or if they have a hobby in this area. Because as someone who is self taught, I know you have to have extreme amount of discipline to come home after the workday or after school and to dive headfirst into a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. And if you want it, And you're driven, you can make it happen. And those are the kinds of people that I look for as someone who hires people. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I love that. And honestly, like this podcast I started and then I got a job working on a podcast tech app. So (laughs) I totally agree. Your side projects are the best way to start to showcase your work if you don't have that traditional background.
0: And what you're doing is incredible, exactly. Like you started this all by yourself because you want it and you took your time to do it. And just so everyone knows, Olivia's not messing around. She has got this business on lock. We have this cool platform we are filming on. She figured that all out. How did you figure that out through your
1: experiences and, and talking to people? You know, I honestly, I, I talked to uh, a woman who I went to school with. She has a podcast called witty women in tech, talk to Yaz, and she actually recommended this platform. Coworkers recommended the distribution platform from my last job. Like Googling, like you said, you know, I honestly, now, now I've learned so much. I'm like, I wish I was starting over now, given everything I've known or everything I know now, you know, I wish I knew it back then, but yeah, it's, it's the same type of thing. Yeah. I
0: I actually feel that way too sometimes, but then I'm like, okay, the journey is the journey. The journey is endearing. You have to go through it to be where you are. So yeah, it's good. You went through the journey to be doing this cool stuff you're doing right
1: now. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's it's very fun. I I will say selfishly to have basically an amazing boss lady like yourself in front of me and I get your undivided attention for like an hour. So, I love it's it. Great. I love it too. It's like hanging with a friend. <laughs> um, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, you know, you had said when you were breaking into the space as a self-taught chef, sometimes people would DM you and sort of call you out for things as an influencer in today's world where everyone thinks that they get a voice and they can hide behind that Instagram handle, what is it like? And how do you take an extra sip for this one? How do you handle Mm -hmm. the trolls? I mean, they're everywhere Mm -hmm. these days.
0: Oh my, there are two. No, there's only one kind of trolling and I want to be very clear about what I'm talking about. I am not talking about constructive feedback or putting me in my place, calling me out if I accidentally referenced something wrong. I think the internet is wonderful for learning and I appreciate people who respectfully say, hey, what you said is disrespectful because of X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, I had no idea. So that's not trolling. I love that side of the internet. Trolling, as I'm sure everyone knows. Some people <laughs> just call me an idiot. They'll just like insult me. They will, they're just rude for no reason because something about your post triggers them. And I used to respond very thoughtfully to every troll possible. Oh, I received god. death threats about an under what people thought was an undercooked chicken back in 2018. My A god! A death threat? Oh, oh! I know multiple. I'm telling what? you. What? No chicken and eggs are two of the most controversial <laughs> things to make, I swear. Because if you're making chicken and you don't season it a certain way, like, everyone has a different view on what seasonings to add. And if you don't do it their way, they will tell you. Like, what, oh, like, God. they will hate on. Yeah, no, it's bad. Um, So I used to respond to every single troll very thoughtfully with a very nice response. And I still... I'm very kind to trolls, but now I've started to ignore. Um, sometimes yeah. if I think I can help them learn what they said is rude, is like teaching a kindergartner, like, here are manners and you don't have them. <laughs> I'll DM them on the side and just say, hey, like what you said was really mean. It hurt my feelings. Yeah. And this is why you shouldn't have said it. By the way, I respect <laughs> you. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't.
1: But yeah. It's, oh, God. Trolls, yeah it, it yeah. sounds exhausting honestly <laughs> I have to say I saw a very funny Haley Bieber interview recently where she was talking about how sometimes she'll like click on a troll's profile and it'll be like "Mama four loves Jesus like goes to yeah. church weekly and she's like wait why are you the one that's like telling me these horrible things about myself I know.
0: I agree. It's so insane. I just saw some woman, like, especially when women do it, when women are trolling Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And it's just a mom with her kids or like someone who's in high school. I'm like, you look cool. Like, what did I do? You.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Women supporting women is what we need. Like, let's, you know, promote that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I actually I worked so hard on my recipes, but I recently posted a video on TikTok about my anxiety with safety when my husband Mm -hmm. like if he doesn't call me within like an hour of when he says he'll be home or something, Mm -hmm. I get really worried. And I have women commenting on this video being like, you're unhealthy, you need help, like you are like fucking nuts. A pardon my language. That's just word for word. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, and we can hit I'm on. like, thanks. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I was just like, ma'am, you should understand where I'm coming from. Like, why are you yeah. on me? <laughs> and
1: people always like I don't understand what I don't understand is like who has the time? Like you have you who's learning how to be a chef or has learned at this point how to be a chef and is creating these amazing recipes and like, you know, we just talked about the podcast. Like, how do you have time to like sit there and like think of these insults to say to people? I, I just I'm always surprised by these stories. <laughs> I know,
0: and I think sometimes it's just the first thing that comes to their mind because of course, you're supposed to get a rise out of certain things in the media and a mm-hmm. response. But sometimes it's just like, did you not get taught manners on just being good to yourself? Like, (laughs) why is it so important to you to say, oh, you're an ugly bitch? What? Like,
1: (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) I hate that. Well, honestly, I mean, that sort of brings me to my next question for you, which is you're so positive and bubbly and happy. Like, how do you how do you stay that way and not compare yourself to others or let this trolling get you down? You know, uh,
0: it's nice you think I'm a positive, upbeat, bubbly person. I am because I love my job so much. I am grateful every single day for what I do. And that's kind of the core of how I get through times where people are very mean to me because I'm like, at the end of the day, I go to my own kitchen and I make food for my family and that's work. And research is dining out. I am so thrilled that I am where I am, that I have to let that guide me and always turn back to that. What I do makes me happy point. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, business is bad this week. Or, oh, everyone thinks I'm I'm wrinkly and old. Oh, like everyone hated my recipe. I have to, yeah, sure, I can acknowledge that, but then I have to come back to center and be like, it's amazing I'm doing what I love to do and I'm gonna keep doing it. And then, the other thing you brought up which is comparison is huge because when i first started this blog i there were no women in the culinary space doing restaurant mm-hmm. adventures and i was really like i'm going to stand out this way and i kind of built my identity on that so if i saw other women doing it i was like oh man like i hope like i won't fall to the wayside when i was younger i was like 21 mm-hmm. and Ever since then, like I had this one moment where I was like, wait, this is amazing. I was at an event with all these women in the same space and we are all totally different. We all have the same interests. You put us in a room. We have the best conversations. We we just like, it's amazing. And it's not competition. Mm-hmm. And these are people I really enjoy. And that's how I look at every single person who could be considered competition. I just imagine like if I was out to dinner with this person, we'd have so much fun. (laughs) And we also have such different perspectives. And as long as I don't get out of my own head and obsess over how I can be different, and I'm just (laughs) myself, I'm always going to be different. When you go to dinner with people, you're not like turning into the person next to you. And like, no one forgets you're there. So that's what I, I guess is that I don't know if that made sense. But it's, I remember, I'll never forget like having that realization when I was so young when I used to be like really competitive about it. But now I'm like the more the merrier. Let's all go. Let's have. Let's all go to dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's amazing. And again, goes back to this idea of like women supporting women, people supporting people, and just trying to you know like you said recognize that there's there's room for everyone to do this because they have a different take. You know, there's tons of female forward and focused career development podcasts out there. And it's awesome that we're all, like you said, taking a different stance on this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I I, I was just going to say something and I totally forgot what it was because I'm so excited right now. (laughs) (laughs) Women supporting women. (laughs) It's so true. And I just wish I could shake my younger self when I used to get competitive and scared that like Mm -hmm. I would fall by the wayside. And just be like, you're just insecure. Like, don't blame yeah. it on other people. And I think if you start to view others in your field as competition, you're losing sight of yourself. And it, it's all based out of insecurity that you're not doing it well enough. So if you mm-hmm. focus on yourself, it's just the best way to stand out. Yeah. And one more thing. Sorry. I I'm I'm No, just... I love this. This is the great best? advice. <laughs> it's the gin. <gym. laughs> I love it. Um, I, I also think something I like to do and except for my friends on Instagram, I see my, like my close friends who are in the Mm -hmm. industry and I always like their stuff, but I won't spend a lot of time watching other food content. I tend to just keep in my zone so Mm -hmm. that I'm always thinking, I'm not thinking, well, they made this brownie. That's Mm -hmm. trendy. I need to do that too. It's always, how can I just do what I want to do? And that keeps me being myself and being unique and standing out always.
1: That's really smart. You know, you have talked a lot about sort of like your what you would tell your younger self and how you, when you were reviewing restaurants, had this vision that you were eventually going to go and start actually becoming a chef and cooking. What's next, like on your roadmap? Can you share with us? Have you thought sort of where you go from here? Are you interested in, you know, continuing this self-taught chef path? Is there, I don't know, a pivot? Yeah,
0: I am 100% still doing my self-taught chef cooking classes and recipes. It's just so dear to me, and I'm obsessed with what I do. I love it so much. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's crazy because if you asked me five years ago, I would have been like, I want to be on a show. I want to do this. I want to have a cookbook. And I have completely shifted because technology can change so quickly Mm -hmm. in the span of a few months. Our platforms are always changing and TV. I love TV still because I'm an old millennial, but it's, (laughs) it's, it's second best now. Mm -hmm. And I am doing this thing where I go with the flow. I don't have a five-year plan. Yeah. And if you asked me five years ago, I would say this idiot is saying, she's (laughs) going to go with the flow. What's wrong with this lady? (laughs) But I, it helps me embrace more of, every day and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which helps me enjoy work more. I would love to have some kind of tangible experience when it's right, when it fits, meaning I don't think I could open a restaurant. I have my own baking line for a minute. It was impossibly hard. I am not cut out for restaurant life. I, I will admit that. I am too fragile <laughs> and I enjoy entertaining too much. But I would love to partner with a restaurant, do some kind of menu or do pop-up dinners and really feed people my food without having to tell them to make it themselves. And that's amazing. Yeah, I would love that. I don't know when it's going to happen, but when it works out, it'll work out.
1: Yeah. And like you (laughs) said earlier, the universe sort of has a plan and sort of, you know, brings the right opportunities over at the right time. I'm a big believer in that.
0: I'm glad you're a believer in that too, because I know I sounded very like, la 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 but I do believe so much in timing timing Mm -hmm. is everything and when it's not the right time it just won't work it won't work out so thanks for supporting no I
1: am like I honestly I I feel like at this stage in life like I look back and I'm like it's so it's become so obvious like for example the job that I really wanted at WeWork but didn't get Mm -hmm. then things exploded at WeWork and I was like huh. Oh, and then I, I got my current job and I'm like, well, this kind of worked out, you know, but obviously at the time I was bummed. So it's just sort of trusting that there's someone looking out for you. That's kind of steering you in the right direction. Absolutely. Redirection.
0: I wanted to work yeah. on the news. I wanted to work on today's show. Good morning, America. I was rejected for four years back to back to back to back to back. And now I guest star on the Today show. Like, that's I don't amazing. work there. But I, like, you know, it just, it yeah. works out. I wish people told me this <laughs> when I was in college because I cried. I was so stressed all the time. What if I don't make my dreams come true? And it's like, the yeah. dream is an evolution.
1: Yeah. It's never just
0: going to be like, we it's true, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such great advice. Um, <laughs> I love this. Um, my last question for you, my favorite question on every interview is what do you feel is one of your greatest accomplishments? Oh God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't worry. That's the standard reaction I get to this question.
0: <laughs> Honest to God, Olivia, it's my, it has nothing to do with what I've done like on paper. It's okay. <laughs> How do I word this? I used to be very work obsessed. And one of my biggest accomplishments is getting an inner peace and coming to peace with the fact that having a work-life balance is okay and you will still get everything done. And I'm better for it to embrace my personal life and my professional life and trust more. It's more of a personal development thing. I think that's my greatest accomplishment in running a business because I used to grind myself to no end. And yeah. I feel like I'm at a very good place, and I know that's not a normal answer. No,
1: that's an amazing answer. I think that, like, honestly, like, especially in such a crazy world that we're living in right now, like, being happy is really exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <It's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I that's I didn't expect myself to say that. I get really happy when business is going great, but it's mm-hmm. it's that steady happiness that I, mm-hmm. I feel like is my or at least appreciation that my biggest accomplishment is. Cause like, yeah, if I get rejected from this show and that show and this show and that show, which happens all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time, I'm that steady happiness is something I'm I is new for me and I'm very excited about it.
1: That's amazing. And the perfect note to end on. Well, cheers. Thank you for this amazing cocktail recipe and thank you for sharing your wisdom on boss ladies.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so proud of you in this podcast and encouraging other women and to do what they want to do. And I love hearing the stories of everyone you've interviewed.
1: So thank Um, you. I'm so honored. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Boss Ladies. Check back next week for a new episode. Visit us at www.bossladiespodcast.com for more information about the show or follow us at Boss Ladies Podcast on Instagram. Rate like and follow the show on all of your favorite podcast platforms.